the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the fourth part in our series on our church's vision. The main reading is Philippians chapter 2. Amen. So we've been looking at um, where we are, who we are, um, and of course we start off by a few weeks ago defining what the church is and what it isn't. And then we wanted to be this place where the house of prayer, where we have intimacy with God. That is something that God desires, demands, something that really upset him when people weren't getting that, when other things detracted and distracted from relationship with him. And of course, then last time we began to break our acrostic up, prayer. And the first one was obviously P, preeminence of the Lord, Jesus, number one. He's the head, but he's also got to be the very core of our life. And uh, we can easily define that, easily, easily check that, looking at our lives, two most, uh, two most precious commodities we have, time and money, and we can see if the Lord is number one, easily. Thankfully, Christianity is not, not uh, complicated, is it? Now, next one, R, yeah, R, relationships, relationship development to it, firstly, of course, with the Lord, and then with each other. See, ultimately, our greatest power of our message is is the difference that we have um, those interpersonal relationships where we we can get along um, and where we are different from the world where we see the world's relationships breaking down family breaking down all those things the church should be rising up and saying look this is the, this is the way to do it it's not us it's the Lord in us bearing fruit you know and we see fathers reneging on their responsibility and all these kind of things uh, going on around the world and and you know a great test of our, our lives is are we are we are, do we have better relationship this year than we did last year see that's that's the key isn't it and that's that'll see if we are growing in the lord if, if we are actually meaning what we say or saying what we mean and because uh, ultimately christianity is about relationship we keep saying that but it is see the the, the thing is that one of the things that proves god is a trinity that he, he is loved. God is love, then he has to be Trinity. So you can't be love when you're just on your own, can you? I love myself, of course. Well, yes, well done, Dave. I, uh, go and find a room on your own, isn't it? Yeah. But you see, but why? one essence, three distinct people, that's why you can say God is love. Now, how we understand the Trinity, we can't, because we are looking from our point of view, and God is awesome, omnipotent, infinite. But he's very clear from the word of God, he is one, Yet he is three distinct people, <coughs> three distinct persons. So that's why you can say God is love. He's all about relationship, relationship. When they challenged Jesus um, about uh, commandments, it came down to relationships. Um, let's read our first verse, Mark 12, 28, 31. One of the scribes came and having heard them responded, reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like namely this, that thou shalt love thy neighbour as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than thee. Vertical, horizontal. 
vertical relationship, right? It's always got to be that one right first because there is no way on earth I'm going to get on with everybody if that relationship isn't right, is it? Because there are people, I mean, I'm not too bad with most people, but even with me, there's some people I think, you know, you say hello and then you, you say hello quickly, you're going by quick, aren't you? You're not going to say how are you because you think I'm going to be a long time here now. And uh, you know, say hello, I'm going through. Um, but you know what? When we get our relationship right with the Lord, there, let me tell you, there is no one, even the most obnoxious, horrible people, we think are obnoxious, but of course other people may not think that, they may think we are obnoxious. You know what? We can get on with them. Why? Because God, God's love, the Bible says, is poured out in our hearts so we can actually touch lives. Uh, but it is, first and foremost, relationship. Loving God with all our heart and soul and mind. Loving him. Then out from that to those around us. Everybody, everybody. Um, and that's why the Lord was very insistent on getting our relationship. When our first thing, our relationship with the Lord first. Making that a priority. Absolute priority. Fellowship with him. Relationship. Of course, we'll come on to fellowship with him because that's really what it's about. Fellowship is, is communion. It's partnership. It's, it's being on the same road together. Being in the same place. That Actually, God uh, wants fellowship with me is amazing. And for me to ignore that or to give him the, the, the butt end of my, my day or the butt end of my... It is really... It, it, it's, it's, it was taking a mick, really, isn't it? The God of heaven actually wants to spend and, and talk with me and, and mourn with me because, the, thankfully, we have, again, our first mention, always go back to first mention, Genesis 3. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day when Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? Yeah, that is, is, is such a, two beautiful verses showing God's heart. Uh, we can see that he comes down and walking in the cool of the day with the impression of that was the, the, the norm. That was a regular thing. He came down to walk with them and, and fellowship with them, spend time with them. And when they weren't there, where are they? Of course, he knew, but he wanted them to know, didn't he? He wanted them to know, where are you? Where are you? That is the eternal question to every man, woman, boy and girl. Where are you? Where are you? In relationship to me, in relationship to my, your walk with me as well, it's a great question. Um, but that's God's heart, relationship, fellowship. And uh, for that, it's, it's totally amazing. That's why he continually pray, stirs our hearts to be people of prayer. People of prayer. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice always, praying without ceasing. In everything give thanks, because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You know, people say, what's the will of God? There it is. Rejoice always. Pray continually. What's the other next one? Give thanks. There we are. Just good memory. There we are. Give thanks. There's the will of God, he said. There's the will of God. Sometimes we, 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 we is the will of this. The, look, do what you know is the will of God. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Be in that attitude of, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you. I'm listening to you. I'm praying to you. Um, of course, that, as we said on Sunday, comes out of 
a regular time with the Lord. When you have a regular time with the Lord, then those times you're just walking along and the, you, you, you think it's someone's come to your mind and you're praying for them and something else comes to your heart. And, and the, right, because you, you've already said, Lord, I'm yours today. Holy Spirit, I'm walking with you today. You're going to speak to me. You're going to lead me. You're going to guide me. And uh, things come across our mind in a path. And you think, oh, what's that about? And you lift it to the Lord. Um, it's relationship. Um, Luke 18 is a bit long, but I just, again, uh, this is what the Lord said. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Mm. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice, so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he be putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Very interesting question that the Lord left up in the air, didn't he? Obviously, again, the context is will he find a people that is seeking his face? Will he find a people that are really, uh, will it have sought his face and not given up? And uh, there's a lovely picture, in it. and uh, that judge said, I've had enough of this woman. Really? She'd give me a black eye, that's what he's saying. He's, he's pounding, pounding. But you know what? That's the principle. And, and if, you, if you read the, the, the scriptures, uh, uh, probably Luke or Mark as well, um, they say the Lord often retreated, often retreated to spend time with the Father. Often. And if the Lord does, how much more we. So it, it's, it's relationship, relationship with him, with him, and maturing that, developing that. And um, I, I've been in church all my life, and I know full well that's where so many, we talked about being knee-deep, so many are not even knee-deep. Why? Because they've not come to that place where they bowed the knee in prayer and developed their relationship to move on into waste and, and then into the swimming level, as we talked about on Sunday morning. Um, Luke 10, again, something we know, but a lovely illustration of what the Lord desires. Luke 10. Yeah, 3842. Now it happened, as they went, that he came to a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with very much hearing, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? They will tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. That's the Lord speaking to us. We, we are, and some of us, depending on who we are, get, get busy, even busy doing things for the Lord. Very important, of course, to serve, but not the most important because our service has always got to flow out of relationship, out of worship with him. And uh, that's what he was telling us. Mary, um, she's at my feet. She's listening. She's attentive. 
a heart is just ready to receive <coughs> from me. And that's what God, his relationship, isn't it amazing that God would want to actually speak into our lives, touch our hearts, minister to us, would actually want, you know, how many times, let's be honest, have we talked about people that we sometimes, if we're honest, um, say hello to, but if we, we, we don't say, how are you? There are a number of people, well, a number, a few, I mean, it's a little number, I shouldn't exaggerate. There are a few people, as soon as you say, how are you, you'll have the moans and groans, wouldn't you? Why are you? And let's be honest, you don't want to hear everyone's moans and groans, do you? But you know what the Lord does? Yeah, that's why I say moan to him. Don't come to anybody else. Get him, cast your cares on him. Amazing. God, God is so awesome. That's why it's all about relationships. So vital that we develop our relationship with him. Thankfully, we, you know, sometimes we say, well, I've heard from the Lord. And again, we've got to be careful of me. Because sometimes we, want, we hear what we want to hear. And um, I was just preaching in, uh, the other day about delusions. Delu Self-delusion is, is an awful thing. We can delude ourselves. Uh, the last church in, in Revelation, they were deluding themselves. Yeah. We are this, we are that. And, and the Lord said, you're nothing of those. Self is, is, is an awful thing. I, and I said to them, who was, the, who was in Jonah, and when Jonah was running away, who was the only one at peace in the boat? Jonah. He was the cause. He was out of the will of God. He was the only one at peace. So when we say, I've got a peace about it, whoa, 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 careful. That's not the criteria, is it? Because Jonah, was, he was the one that was causing the trouble. He was the one outside. So uh, listen. thankfully, he's given us his word. Given us his word. Uh, Colossians 3. Let the peace that Christ gives control your thinking, because you were all caught together in one body to have peace. Always be thankful. Let the teaching of Christ live in you richly. Use all wisdom to teach and instruct each other by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Everything you do or say should be done to obey Jesus your Lord, and in all you do, give thanks to God the Father through Jesus. Amen. Let it's a very much let <clears throat> that we understand that allow allow the peace of God to run. Allow the word of God God to dwell in you richly. I love that word. Let it flow over your life. Let you know. Sometimes just sit down. You know, we, we read every day something. But when you just sit down and say, Lord, I'm just going to spend half an hour. I'm going to spend a full hour just reading God's word. Just let it flood over your heart. You know, just, just you know, sometimes we pick up a novel. And I don't read novels, but some people do. And it, it, you can spend all day reading a, a novel. Some people can't they? Let, pick up God's word. Let it flow over you. Dwell in you richly. Why? Because as we heard it, and say it out loud. We, you know, does God speak? Of course he does. Read it out loud as we encourage you in the morning. Read it out loud. God speaks. God loves to minister and, and relate with us. Psalm 119. Of course, the psalm all about the word. What verse have I lost it? 105 and 130. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yes. The entrance of your word gives that words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. That's most of us. Amen. Isn't that good? Understanding to the simple. And uh, bless the Lord. The, the entrance of his word, it means the unfolding. It means actually the carve, the, the, both, it can be both where the, the word is unfolded, but actually the word's carving into our lives, as it does so often. 
So often we are going in a direction. If we allow God's word to get a hold of us, it'll change our direction. It'll grab a hold of us. It'll pick us out of the rut we're in and say, look, come on. That's not the way you're going to go. This is the way. So thankfully, it is about relationship. God longs. If there's anything that we uh, forget ever, our primary purpose in life, our first and only goal in life is to know the Lord. That's what we were created for, to know him. To know him, we were created by God, for God. Anything else is, is secondary. It is, can be wonderful gifts from God, our wives, husbands, and jobs, and all those things. Wonderful. But that's not the primary importance. To know the Lord. Because once you get your vertical relationship right, I tell you what, this goes far, far better. Even when we have a, when we have a tough day, we are, we are drawing, we are drawing from the wells. And we, we're drawing from that relationship into that you know some of us um, uh, who are married we, we can go home and have a moan to the wife can't we sometimes and she certainly has a moan to us doesn't she and um and, and you can you can you can you can bear your burdens sometimes depending on what they are of course um and and, and you know it's far far greater with the lord isn't it because there's nothing you can hold back from him you know there, there's no secret you can keep back from the lord he knows it anyway and you can just say lord this is who i am this is where i am you know uh, thank, it, it is about relationship, first and foremost with him. Thankfully, he has called us into relationship. He's called us into fellowship. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. God is faithful by whom we were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. He's faithful. He's called us into fellowship. We've been invited. That's the Lord. RSVP. What are we going to say? Absolutely. Lord, you've called me into communion, into partnership, into fellowship, in, in, into the same boat as you're in. I'm coming in. Loyal yoke fella. Take my yoke upon you. He's on the other side of the yoke. <clears throat> Sometimes we think we are bearing the burden, but we're really not because he's, he's carrying it really. We, he just, we're just by him, going in the same direction if we are under that same yoke. <clears throat> we have been called, called in to fellowship with him. One, one John 1, uh, 3 to 7. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, I walk in darkness, we lie and we do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, yeah. <clears throat> we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Notice the vertical, horizontal, relationship with the Lord, relationship with people. Don't say, I can't stand that person there. Look, they're not, that will always affect your vertical relationship. Why? Because that relationship always flows to everyone, everyone. And uh, he said, and uh, thankfully John doesn't beat about the bush, does he? He said, you're a liar. <laughs> you know, we would, we, would, we would maybe say that. We would say, well, come on now. But John says, look, you know, he's, he's, getting, he's an old man. And old men say, say it as it is, isn't he? No, you're lying. If, if you're in relationship with the Lord, you should be in relationship with those around us. And, you know, that's the fantastic, amazing thing that God has not left us alone. Remember, he's our primary, but he's left us in fellowship, in relationship with 
everyone else is, is church. Why? We're a body, we're a building, we're a bride, which means we're inextricably linked. I will be with you in eternity. <laughs> and you say, will that other person in the church be with me? He'll be there. They'll be there. She'll be there. Why? Because, you know, um, they, they, they uh, criticised uh, Wigglesworth, his, his family, about, um, uh, you know, being in the church or being with, closer to the people in the church. He said, look, let me tell you, spirit is thicker than blood. Spirit is thicker than blood. Because, you know, what? my relationship to my family will stop when I pass into eternity. If they don't know the Lord, and we pray all our family will, that relationship stops when I step into eternity. But my relationship with people of God will be eternal. It's eternal. Because we are eternal people in him. And God alongside. You know what koinonia is the word for fellowship, koinonia? This, um, this is what it meant in the, in the normal Greek-speaking world. It meant um, an ideal society, a utopia. Where harmony and good will reigned. That's how the Lord described what the church should be. Let me tell you, if we can't have good will and harmony in the church, you will never find it anywhere else. Sadly, so often we've never, we haven't had it in the church. And uh, the people are looking in and thought, hmm, you know, what's the way is that? Because that is the difference it should be. Why? Because why? communism, remember communism? Uh, they thought it was a good idea. Well, of course, communism can never, ever work unless people's hearts are changed. Can't work, can it, communism? Because you know what? I'm greedy. And for us to share, as, 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 the, as the word of God says it, when they came to the Lord, baptized on the day of Pentecost, we'll read it at the end, everyone shared. Why? Because my stuff isn't my stuff, actually. I'm only a steward of it. What do you need? What do you want? Here it is, have it. And why? Because then... True communism can only work when the Lord's in my life, because I want. I'm not selfish. You look at you look you look at communism now. It hasn't died, really, is it? You just got a few billionaires up there, and, and the majority of people are still poverty stricken down here, because um, that's how it works. That's how it works outside of the Lord. Why? Because you get a few people selfish, greedy, but not in the church. It should be, or it can be, if we allow God's word. If we're in relationship, if our relationship with the Lord is right then, oh, you'll upset me, and I'll upset you. But what am I going to do? I'm going to take the fruit of the Spirit and say, ah, okay, no problems. Yeah, I, I'm going to overlook that. I'm going to overlook that because this, this, and this. Why? Because I'm flowing. Relationship with the Lord is right. So they, that's where we are as relationship with the Lord, now relationship with us. Thankfully, this is what the Lord says, Matthew 18. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there I am with them. See, that's the, the promise of the Lord. When we come together in his name. Now, of course, again, in, in that culture, in that thinking, that, that astounded them. Because to be in a synagogue, to have a synagogue, to, or to um, start a synagogue, you've got to have ten people, ten men, actually. Uh, over 13, obviously, you had to have 10 people to start the synagogue. So when Jesus said, no, 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 where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be right there. All right, there. Well, you know why? Because twofold, threefold cord is not easily broken from Ecclesiastes. So when we come together, there's the Lord is, loves fellowship. The Lord loves people coming together. Why? Because he's a relation, relational God. 
he's a relationship and he wants people in relationship. Why? Because then there's support, there's strength, and there's a sharpening of each other. There's a stimulating of each other. Let's, let's, let's have a look at that, uh, those verses to really grab all of us, what we sh- should be and what we can be. Uh, Hebrews 10, 24, 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, it's very clear, isn't it? Let us, let's how we can spur one another on. Come on, how, how, are, you, how are you doing? So often, I'm going to read at the end... Um, uh, Wesley, uh, Wesley is the really one who started the class system where they came together in classes. Let me tell you, ooh, he didn't turn up there any old out. Some of the questions they were asked, how are you doing? Is there sin in your life? I'll read some after. And sometimes we recoil from it. You know, but how, how, to be honest, to say, come on, how are you doing? Stir one another on, spur one another on, support one, how are you doing? And so, uh, what do we usually say? I'm all right. <laughs> Well, sometimes we're not all right, are we? And uh, we need just someone to say, I'll pray with you. Come on, let's bring it before the Lord. Let's support. That's what we are for, isn't it? Support. Lift each other up. Support. To strengthen. 1 Corinthians 13, 14, 15, uh, 12, 13, 14, I should say. All about the gifts of the Spirit, isn't it? Gifts of the Spirit. And what are they for? To build up. To build. The words edify. To eggs encourage. To come alongside. That's why the gifts of the Spirit are so important. The prophetic word. The, when you have a, a verse of scripture. Stood your heart. Give it out. Don't be. Don't be. You know we so often reticent. No, no. There's someone in the fellowship that needs something from the Lord. That's why we come together. And the word of the Lord comes. And you may not know it. You think. Oh, I didn't know about that. But you tell you. It stirred someone. It support. It strengthened someone. It sharpened somebody. Um, you got his verse of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the conscience of his friend. As, as iron sharpens iron, you under, <laughs> we understand that, and that's why we come together. And and, and you may be on the, in, in the valley, but then some may be on the on the mountain top, wouldn't it? You'll be coming in, think, oh, and then someone will come in. Ken will come in. Bless the Lord, Hallelujah. Come on, we praise the Lord, isn't it? We're, we're, we're to sharpen one another. And you know, uh, the only way you can sharpen is be, is be longing and being sharpened. Uh, as I'll say in a moment, your commitment to the house and the fellowship is actually directly proportional to your commitment to the Lord. Now that's a key. Your commitment to the Lord is seen by your commitment to the fellowship or to, or to the body of Christ. Oh, Dave, I'm telling you, that is an absolute certainty. And uh, you, you can see that. And when people, uh, I, alarm bells always ring when I see people drifting from the fellowship. I've been in church all my life. And you know how it works. You, you drift, you drift, and it's not too long that you're far, far away. Why? Because in fellowship, there's a support, there's a strength, and there's a sharpening. You know, when, you, when you're, you're drifting, someone's going to say something, or someone's going to pray something, or, 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 the, or the ministry <coughs> of the word's going to touch us. I'm amazed. So I've heard sermons, and I've preached sermons, and people have come and said, oh, you said, I'm thinking, I didn't actually say that. Oh, I didn't actually mean to say that. Or that wasn't it, you know. Why? Because the Lord's in it, isn't he? It's the Lord's work. We're the body of Christ to build and to strengthen, um, to sharpen one another. What does the proverb say? A man who isolates himself wants to do his own thing. 
when people say, um, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church, really, that's, that they've been duped by the enemy. They've been duped by the enemy, because the Bible is very clear in it. Don't forsake yourself to gathering together, because you, 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 you'll drift away. Because when we gather together, you will be stirred. That's why to stir one another. Also, um, Hebrews 12, 14, 15. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. With holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. And many. Make sure, watch over each other, watch people's hearts, listen to what we say. And sometimes we, you know, we, we say things and it, it, it reflects our hearts. And we, we, you know, sometimes we, we are reticent and putting our hands and saying, no, nah, that wasn't actually too, 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 too right. Um, you know, that wasn't, this, be careful, be careful. Because the root of bitterness and all those other root of sin can easily nip into our lives, mm. and that's why we are we, are, we are, <coughs> to be honest, to be open. It's very interesting that in the book of Acts, where the church was really growing, uh, there's, a, there's a particular word, particular statement. They were in one accord. They were with one mind. Their one mind was to know the Lord and to show Him. And nothing was going to deter from that. And there was issues, of course. There was issues right at the beginning about food, wasn't it? And they said, right, we need to sort this out. We don't want anything, nothing. Stopping us, preaching the word, getting the gospel out, living for him. Um, so, so important to uh, watch each other, watch each other. I love, uh, Paul said, my loyal yoke fella. My loyal yoke fella. We're in the same yoke. We go in the same direction. Very important to, to fellowship. Very important to break bread. Because breaking bread is not only recognizing where we are with the Lord. It says you recognize the body. Recognize, and that's me and you. And uh, he's very clear that if you're out of sync in the body, you can be in trouble, yeah? You know, sometimes we, we um, people, are, people have said about unsaved taking the communion. Well, let me tell you, I'm more concerned with saved people taking communion and not right with God. Because if you're unsaved, you don't really know much. If you're saved and there's something not right, you've got it. That's why we, we say, look, that's why the, Paul said, examine yourself. Look, that's why we break bread, to recognize that we need him, recognize we need to get right with him. Beginning of the week, we are flowing again in, in that. Um, loyal York fellas, we are right with him and right with each other. Commitment to the body, commitment to Christ, um, even to the point where James says, confess your sins to one another. Be careful who you do, who you do that to. But there's, there's, a, there's an element of openness and honesty, isn't it? Because you can look at someone and think, oh, they've got it all together. And you know, that's not just not true. It's not true. We've all got battles. We've all got issues. Your issue's not my issue. Your, your particular sin or your, 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 your obstacle is not my obstacle, but neither is my obstacle your obstacle. You see, so, but ultimately, we're in fellowship. John 13. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you one another. I this all men who know that you are my disciples if you love one another. See, that's the mark, isn't it? That's the mark. Loving God, loving those around us. Power of the gospel to change a life, to change a relationship is awesome. Why? Because it changes the heart. Um, 
And lastly, we started this. This is, this is the summation of what God wants for the church. Uh, Acts 2, 42, 47. He devoted himself to the apostles, teaching and to friendship, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to pray. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who, who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. God's good. See, spiritual and social. Spiritual, out of the spiritual, they said, right, what do you need? What's, what's your need? We minister into their needs. And um, powerful, power of fellowship, Lord, with each other is, is wonderful. Isn't it amazing that the church can have um, youngsters and people of maturity together, worshipping the Lord, meeting together? So powerful. I, I said, again, I, I say it. So often, the most influential people in the church are the mature folk. Why? Because they're the ones that can pray. They're the ones that can really set the tone of the church. I encourage, I, I challenge the people in Newbridge on, on Sunday, because most of those were old on Sunday night, that you are the most influential people because you're the ones that can pray and, and direct the church. Don't complain. Get before the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I don't like. This is what I do like. Take it before him. And you know what? There's nothing greater than the young people seeing older people who have walked with the Lord, still walking with the Lord, and they think this can be done. This is amazing. Still joyful, still praising, walking with the Lord. Wonderful. That's what fellowship is, isn't it? Um, and as I was reading John, West, John Wesley's uh, Accountability Discipleship Groups, and, and then you wonder why God used him so mightily and why there was revival when he came. Um, just lots of different questions they would be asked, but... Um, these are the, he said, these ones you've got to ask every time. What known sins have you committed since our last meeting? <laughs> what temptations have you met with? How were you delivered? What have you thought, said or done of which you doubt whether to be sin or not? I tell you what, when we get to that place where we are, just say, Lord, this is who I am. I need you. Oh, Lord. You know, there's, there's great power in honesty, but in, in then bring it to the Lord and say, Lord, this is who we are, but in you, in you, bless the Lord. This, he said, how were you delivered? See, it wasn't just confessing our sins. There's deliverance in our sins, isn't it? You know, and then what that does then, it says, I've got an issue. I've got a sin problem in this area. This is how I was delivered from it. And you'd be thinking, hmm, I've got a problem with that as well. And it's the, the ability, the power, knowing that he can... Uh, Defeated in Christ, of course. I can. I can. That's the power of the testimony. Probably when someone gets up and saying that this is this is what's happened to me this week and this is how the Lord helped me. This is what the Lord said to me. That's, you know, it's wonderful. Because you can think, well, he's, I know him. I know her. It's real. Amen. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.